0: Thanks for checking out the Renew Life Church podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that today's message encourages you. I want to share a quick testimony. Actually, a friend, a young adult who's here, actually in the crowd, but sent me. Where's Rachel? Rachel here? Rachel Ward? Yes. So last week, it's a cool testimony because we obviously pray for healing a lot. You guys have seen it. If you've been a part of our church, if you're new, you will see God do it because it's in the Bible. And Jesus did it and told us to do it. So we pray for healing. And last week I came out in the ministry time and just said, if you have any pain in your body, raise your hand. We just want to pray for you. And several people raised their hand. And there was a lady sitting next to Rachel. And Rachel began to pray for this lady. And, and as she began to pray for her, God began to heal her. And so it was a really cool testimony that she sent me. Because during it, I, I just had this impression. I was like, I feel like God's healing someone's right shoulder. And Rachel sent me a message later, and she's like, I didn't even realize at the time, but she had to turn her arm back to pray for this lady and move it in a way that she couldn't do it without pain and realized later after praying for someone else that God healed her. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. So I think we should just give Jesus a hand for that. So Awesome. He's just really fun, guys. He's really good. You know, this has kind of made me reflect And I I just began reflecting and thinking back when I started really pursuing God nine years ago, that I just feel so fortunate and honored, number one, to have grown up in a home with parents that believed in faith and showed me scripture about healing, to the point where honestly, even before I lived for God, I kind of walked in healing and just didn't have much sickness. And and then, as I said, nine years ago, when I started pursuing God, it was just a natural byproduct. It wasn't like I had to think a lot about it because growing up in that environment, and then... I was also uh, just got connected with other environments, churches and groups that saw healing and miracles. And so for me, honestly, it's been one of those things that has just become normal. And I want you to hear my heart because I'm not saying this to brag and be arrogant at all, but it's just become a byproduct of this Christian and spiritual journey. And I realized you know, that, uh, that some of the things I've seen when I first saw them years ago, they were really new. Even though I believed in it, I saw radical things, and I would just get so jacked up, and I still do to this day, but they were very new. <clears throat> and then I realized as time has progressed, like I said, it's become a natural byproduct, and what was once new has just become normal. And I think this is the normal Christian life to live uh, experiencing healings and miracles like the first disciples or apostles did, like Brayden talked about last week. So uh, this has just led me to this concept that I want to talk about today. And it's simply this, the new normal. I believe when we, when we go on this journey with God, the Bible says he takes us from glory to glory. So in one season, uh, healing may be new to you, and you may have experienced something like Rachel, and you're like, oh my gosh, God just healed me. But can I tell you, the new normal is that you're going to be healing people next season. It's that what he does in you translates and it ignites this fire and pushes you to go further. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to be exactly where I am now next year or next month or next week or tomorrow. I want to continue to grow with God. And I believe God's heart is for all of us to experience the new normal. So that's what I want to unpack a little bit today and uh, share a couple examples with you. Here's a question. Are there any newlyweds in the house? Any newlyweds? All right. Yeah. I married you guys. I did. Well, it was a few months ago, but yeah. So, any other newlyweds in the house? Have you guys? Have you guys had any fights lately? Actually, you guys probably. You're probably. You might be a bad example because I'm pretty sure you fought a lot before you got married too. So, but anyways, I'm just kidding. But here's the thing: when you're newlywed, you're gonna have a, a couple fights, but you're kind of living off the honeymoon glory and phase, and so you. <laughs> You may have the first couple fights, and it might shock you because it's kind of extreme. But just rest assured, that experience that is new is going to become really normal. You're going to fight all the time. It's called marriage. It's what you do. So not the message today, but I do believe a healthy marriage isn't defined by lack of fighting. I think it's really fighting fair. That's the deal. So it's a good message, but we're not going there today. How many parents with toddlers or parents with little kids in the house today? We're just going to pray for you now, This I can relate. But do you remember the time? You probably can't. But do you remember a time where you could actually relax? Do you remember a time where you could be in your own house, and there wasn't screaming and crying and fighting and pooping and diapers? and? You re... That's right. You can't remember because you never sleep, ever. So you can't even remember. Like there was a, one of our band members told me before we had our kid, he was like, get ready to never sleep. And I remember being so naive before we had Dallas, our firstborn. I was like, whatever, we're going to have the best. It's going to open my eyes. It's like, it's exhausting. But it, it, it was, at it once new, but now it's become normal. How about social media? You remember when Facebook was new? Or Instagram was new? Or how about, we can just take it back further. Digital cameras? Yeah, MySpace. We can't talk about MySpace. <clears throat> that should never have been a thing. But... What about laptops? Dial-up internet? Anybody? All the youngsters don't even know that. It's like, oh my gosh, that was high school for me. Do you imagine if even some of our children, if kids had to experience dial-up internet today, they would literally lose their mind. Like an iPad freezes and they're like, what do I do? I'm like, bro, you don't even know. Literally, you don't even know. What about, you remember when you got your first cell phone? I was a senior in high school, and my dad let me borrow his cell phone, and I was balling out of control from just borrowing my dad's cell phone. It was like that brick Nokia. It's like, what's up, girl? What's up? Just pimping it with the Nokia. There's so many things, right? We could go on and on and on. But the point is, there are hundreds, if not thousands of natural things in all of our lives that were once new, but have now become normal. So that's the title of my message today. If you're taking notes, the title of my message is The New Normal. Let's pray, and then we're going to get into Scripture. Lord, we just thank you that your presence is here. Thank you that you're moving, you're stirring us, you're leading and guiding us. Holy Spirit, we just lean into you. You're the counselor, the comforter. Your word says... The word says you lead us into all truth. So I thank you that you're leading us into truth today. And we just praise you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said amen. First scripture I want you guys to see is Matthew 3, 1 through 3. We're going to read. We'll throw it up on the screen. Matthew 3, 1 through 3. And we're going to unpack this. And before, I'll just go ahead and say it before we even jump into the scripture. The new normal that I think God wants all of us to have is to embrace the kingdom of heaven. Sounds really simple, and it is, but we're just going to introduce it. More than anything, we're going to introduce the concept today, and just just bear with me, because on the inside, I'm literally like, I'm holding myself back, because this is, I told Steve, our worship leader, I was like, this is a concept that you could literally preach on for the rest of your life. And I'm like, so I just feel like I want to introduce it and share a couple things with you this morning but I believe it's God's desire for the kingdom of heaven to become the new normal for your life. I believe the kingdom of heaven is supposed to be the main perspective by which we process, the primary lens we look through, and the number one filter of our spiritual journey. And I'm going to share some scripture to prove it. So Matthew 3, 1 through 3, this is right after Jesus was born. and uh, Not right after Jesus was born, but this is, uh, this is chapter 3 in Matthew. And this is picking up with John the Baptist. It says, in those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. So this is what we know in scripture. John the Baptist's assignment was to prepare the way for the Lord. So he's preaching repentance, which simply means change the way you think. It's not what you might think in Old Covenant, Old Testament Scripture. Repentance is perspective, changing the way you think. So he's preaching, repent, change the way you think, for the kingdom is here. And here's the next thing that happens. Jesus walks up and says, hey, guys, how's it going? So John just introduces the concept of the kingdom, and Jesus walks up. He says the kingdom's here, the kingdom's now, the kingdom is at hand. And the next thing that happens is Jesus says, hey, I'm here. As if to show us that he is the kingdom. He, he represents the fullness of the kingdom. Another scripture, Jesus is saying this in Luke four forty three. He says this. This is when Jesus was preaching and demonstrating the goodness of God and the kingdom and people are getting healed and miracles are happening and mobs of people were chasing and running down Jesus and then Jesus tells them, all the people, as they're coming to him, he says, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. So people are running after him, like, Jesus, give me more. And he's like, I will, trust me, just let me go. Like, I've got to keep sharing this gospel of the kingdom and this good news. This is why I was sent. How do we miss that? We look right over the scripture. This, this scripture literally identifies Jesus' mission, on earth his mission is to preach and demonstrate the kingdom and we know that because he said I'm called to preach the kingdom and we know that anything Jesus preached he also demonstrated it'd be like illegal for him to talk about it and not be able to prove it so he talked about the kingdom and he went around healing all doing good demonstrating the kingdom this was his mission he was sent to earth to teach and demonstrate the kingdom it was his assignment you know how many times you can read in one chapter—I forget even where it is in the Gospels—you can read in one chapter where he says the kingdom of heaven is like, blah blah blah, and there's like four or five testament. It's a really big deal. Jesus is saying it over and over and over. Matthew six thirty-three, famous verse, most all of us have probably heard: "Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you." How do all things get added? Seeking first the kingdom. And then the Lord's prayer, of course, Jesus said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. And we'll circle back to the scripture and look at it from a different angle in a minute. But Jesus' mission was to demonstrate, it was to teach and demonstrate the kingdom. And the Bible helps identify our mission in 2 Corinthians 5. And I just kind of want to paraphrase and explain this. Jesus came to teach and demonstrate the kingdom and then 2 Corinthians 5, which many of us have heard because we share this a lot on stage, it starts like this and it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, say, that's me. If you accept Jesus, you're in him and he's in you. If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And then it began, it, it goes on to explain the message and mission of Jesus, of God, in detail. And it says, it says that it's about reconciliation. It says God sent Jesus to reconcile the world to himself. So we all know Jesus paid the price for our sins, hung on the cross, rose from the dead. And through that sacrifice, we have a connection with God forever. We are forever reconciled to God. And it says he gave us the message and the ministry of reconciliation, which is simply not counting your sin. Pretty good news. So can I just Pause for one second and tell you if you've ever questioned what's the main thing you're supposed to share with people, it's that. You may be far from God. You may feel like you're out of this race, but I'm here to tell you you're not. He's already paid the price. He's already paid the price for your sin. So it's, hey, see that scoreboard? Zero. He's wiped it completely clean. He doesn't look at you based on your sin. You do have to confess your sins and come to him. And once you do, he wipes away sinner and puts son right on you daughter, right on you. This is the message in the ministry of reconciliation. But the best part is it goes on further and talks about us. And it says this phrase in 2 Corinthians 5, we are Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. So we just learned Jesus' mission, right? Jesus' mission is to teach and demonstrate the kingdom. And now we're learning that our mission is to be his ambassador. This is where it gets really good. It gets really good. An ambassador is an official sent from one country to another country to represent the values of the foreign country. It also says this when you you look up what ambassador means. It says it is an official who is temporarily sent from one kingdom to another, one country to another, to represent the foreign country. That they came from. I have some really powerful news for you. A really simple statement that you probably, you may have never seen in your entire life, and that is this: you were born on Earth, but you were created in Heaven. If you think that you were created in Earth, you will only produce and reproduce the culture of Earth. A game changer. When you realize Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand for us. So where did Jesus come from? And we're created in Him. That means you were created in heaven. That is why the kingdom of heaven is so important and has to be the number one assignment and call and passion that we pursue as followers of Jesus. Can I just tell you something? It's not Christianity. It's a little bit dangerous. It's not Christianity. Christianity isn't even mentioned in the Bible. Let me just step back. Josh, are you a Christian? Yes. I believe in Jesus. Jesus is Lord of my life. He's the cornerstone. But Jesus says about himself, I'm the way. I'm the truth and the life. The way to what? I only do what the Father tells me. I only say what the Father tells me to say. He's talking about a kingdom that is led and ruled by His Father. It's a different culture. Christianity is a culture we've created. And can we just be honest? Some of it's not good. A lot of judgment, a lot of religion, a lot of tradition that doesn't necessarily line up with the family model of the kingdom of heaven. This is huge. If you think you weren't just born on earth, but you were created in earth by earth, you will only reproduce the culture of earth. I don't know about you, but I don't want to reproduce that. I want to reproduce heaven. And the only way I can do it is by going on this journey. So Jesus' mission is to represent the kingdom of heaven. And our mission is to be Jesus' ambassador. So how many of you think we probably have the same mission? Jesus represents the Father, and our job is to represent Jesus to the world. Is this helping anybody? It, it, it's, it's really, but it, but it starts very simply with knowing the mission of Jesus is to represent the culture from which He came. And our mission is to represent Jesus. So we look at his life. Well, how do I know what the kingdom looks like? Look at Jesus. Look what he did. What did he do? Heal people, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely I have been given. Freely I've received, so freely I give. Look, the kingdom so many times is upside down to the earth's culture. It's the opposite. You know, when financial pressure comes and you're like, I don't think I have enough money to pay my bills. You know what the earth would say? Or the, or the world's model would say, you better hold on, you better budget, you better, you better hold on to this. You know what the kingdom says? Give. It's totally different. You can't outgive God. You can't sow seed and not reap a harvest. The kingdom's different. I was telling Brody, I was doing that the other day, that it's like, I'm just trying to be conscious when it's like, okay, this medical bill and this sickness, I'm like, that's not, it's not kingdom that my kids experience sickness, but I'm going to use wisdom and process through their health. And I'm just going to pray and I just stand in the kingdom. And I'm not moved by the world. I'm not moved by the world. I just embrace the kingdom. I'm like, I just had to pay this money I don't want to pay. So what am I going to do now? I guess I better budget better. I best get a hold on. I was like, no, I'm just going to buy their food. I'm just going to keep giving because I'm not going to allow the system of the world to influence me more than the culture of heaven, which was deposited in you before you were ever born. You're created in Jesus not your mama uh, you played a big moms you played a big part too huge huge part everyone every mother raise your hand and say I heard that thank you no messages on Facebook today please I love my mom <laughs> it's a big deal I don't know how you do it can I have another baby really no it's amazing You were born on earth, but you were created in heaven. Jesus' mission is is to teach and demonstrate the kingdom. Our mission is to teach and demonstrate Jesus. It's the same thing. The Lord's Prayer we shared earlier, it starts like this. Our Father. That like felt right too, didn't it? Just a little. (laughs) Our Father. Who are in heaven. He's like, stop right there. Because it is that important. Those two words are an invitation into a kingdom family, not Christianity. Hear my heart. Christianity is great in many ways, but Christianity does not represent the fullness of the kingdom of heaven. Even the church. I work for a church. I love the church. The church is only a part. And here's the deal. It's a huge part, but it's only a part. It doesn't represent the fullness of the kingdom. So everyone doesn't work for a church, but everyone is called to be a part of the church. We're actually all called to be married to it because Jesus said it's his bride and we're in him. You have to have a marriage, covenant, intimate relationship with the local body of Christ, but it doesn't represent the fullness of the kingdom. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is where? In heaven. He invited us into a kingdom family. And this is what you have to know, which I already said. Jesus is the cornerstone. Jesus is the answer, but Jesus is the way. Christianity would say Jesus is the ultimate destination. And in some ways, hear my heart, that is absolutely true because they're one in three and three in one, Father, Spirit, Son. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. But Jesus said it no one else said it Jesus said I'm the way the way to what? the way to the kingdom the way to the father he said as the father John 20 as the father sent me I send you the father commissioned Jesus his son and Jesus his son has commissioned us to do what? to represent the kingdom of heaven awesome so what do I do now? Go on the journey. If you never have before, if this is new, then this is the opportunity for the new normal where the kingdom of heaven is something you embrace and you you open up this book, so to speak, and you read about it for the rest of your life. This was the number one thing Jesus talked about. And I think it's, it's look, I'm not, I wouldn't say this to make anybody feel bad because this is new to me in many ways. But it's the, the church has just missed it. The church has just not a, the church hasn't gone down this road as much as it should, but there is a huge part of the church that's been processing this. That's actually, there's people, I was telling a friend, but there's a guy who I love to listen to that passed away years ago. It was an older guy and he would teach on the kingdom like 30 years ago. Just share stuff that will blow your mind today. So, so a lot of this is new to me and that's why this is an introduction, but you have to understand, Jesus' mission represent the kingdom. Our mission represent Jesus and lastly you have to understand this you cannot represent the kingdom without knowing the father that's why Jesus 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 yes get to Jesus so you can see the father they're one and the same if you've seen me you've seen him so when you no 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 that's where a lot of church and christian culture has stopped i do these works i you know i get baptized as jesus done. John the Baptist wasn't even a Baptist. He preached kingdom. There's nothing wrong with being Baptist. I'm just saying a lot of times our denominations, our Christian perspective limits the kingdom of God. There's so much more. This is a journey you could go on for the rest of your life, but you can't embrace the kingdom without embracing the Father. So don't stop at Jesus. Run to Jesus with everything you have, and once you get to him, ask him where the Father is. Look, God sent me. I don't have much time and I'm going to conclude. But I have told so many people this. I've met a lot of people that are like, I have such a, you know, I just want to work for a church. I want to work in ministry. I I sat down with a young guy a couple weeks ago. It's like, I just want a church job. And I was like, God never called you to that, bro. I was like, but I'm not condemning you. I was like, I used to think the same thing. I was like, I just want to work for a church. I'm called to ministry. I read the Bible all the time. I'm like, this is my life. I love it. And then I realized God sent me to culture like, hey, Josh, go to CFNI. Hey, Josh, go to Bethel. And I look back, and I'm like, there's all these people working for church that learned how to do church, and some of it is really good. Some of it is, but I realize what God wants to deposit in us isn't a church or a job. It's a culture. It's the culture of heaven. He wants to deposit this in us, and you can't have this culture if you don't understand it's a family. And then a really healthy family there's only one father he sits on the throne he is the king and that is who we serve jesus didn't come to earth to establish christianity or a religion he came to earth to establish his father's kingdom this has to be our mission i'm going to conclude with this representing the kingdom is simply representing the father. The, the word represent literally means to re So when Jesus is reconciling the world to himself, he's saying, hey, my father started this whole thing and the garden was an amazing kingdom plan that looked like heaven and our sin broke it and the enemy came in and he's been lying to us ever since that we're not sons and daughters and we don't have a loving father. And Jesus said, hey, I'm him. He, if you see me, you see the father. This is all about the father and his kingdom. So when Jesus represents the kingdom, he's representing the Father. And when we represent Jesus, we're representing the Father. You have to know you're a son and daughter and your identity is the first and most important thing that you'll ever know. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your word this morning. Lord, we just thank you for the kingdom. And thank you that Jesus embraced his role to demonstrate and to teach us about the kingdom of heaven. So Lord, I just pray for any person in here, including myself, that you would just open us up to receive more and to go on this journey of discovering more about your kingdom ways and your kingdom culture. So I just ask for an impartation even right now to take us to a higher level into sonship and as daughters, that that as family members, we would submit to you as a loving, perfect father and just learn more and more about your kingdom. In Jesus' name mighty name and everybody said amen. Can we just give the Lord a hand for what he's doing? Thank you guys. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. You can find out more about our ministry at renewlifechurch.com or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Also, our app is available for download so that you can stay up to date. Again, we are so glad you joined us. If you're in the Midland-Odessa area, we invite you to come be our guest at one of our services. Have a great day, and we hope to see you soon.